Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello friends, I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Friday, the 21st of October, 2022. Hopefully you have some of those fall activities planned for this weekend. Here in the Midwest, the weather is going to be great. The USS Constitution is launched at Boston on this day in 1797. The 44-gun frigate is the oldest ship on the Navy's roster. It is open to visitors and worth the time if you are in Boston. English scientist John Dalton reads his paper on the absorption of gases by water to the Manchester Literary and Philosophical Society in 1797. Maybe the understanding of the concept was new, but folks have been utilizing that simple fact for millennia. CO2, or carbon dioxide, is a gas at normal conditions, but if you pressurize it and a liquid in a closed container, the water will absorb large volumes of the gas. The resulting product is a fizzy solution when opened. Chill, add sugar and flavors, and you have soft drinks. The process can also occur naturally when yeast attack a sugary liquid. They digest the sugar and give off alcohol and carbon dioxide. The ancient Egyptians discovered that, in a bit of a fun fact that may perplex some, Joseph, when feasting with his brothers, may have served them beer for the first time. Portland cement is patented in 1824. The idea of firing limestone in a kill and making cement dates back to the Romans. Some limestones naturally have the correct composition to make a reasonably natural cement. The rock materials are ground fine and baked in a kill to 2379 degrees Fahrenheit. The material fused into a clinker of alite, or tricalcium silicate. The clinker is cooled and ground very fine to produce cement. Alfred Nobel was born in 1833. Nobel invented a way to repackage liquid nitroglycerin into a solid form that was much more stable and less prone to accidental detonation, revolutionizing the explosive industry. He was also disturbed when a newspaper published a premature obituary that framed his life as bringing destruction to the world. Nobel reacted by using his sizable wealth to endow the Nobel Peace Prize. Thomas Edison applies for a patent for the incandescent light bulb in 1879. There were several people working on the idea. Edison's design and process was more efficient and created a more useful lamp. But the lamp was one component in a large system that Edison was able to perfect at the same time. Owen Bradley was born in north central Tennessee in 1915. He began playing piano and at the age of 20 moved to Nashville as the music director at WSM Radio. Twenty years later, he will become vice president of Decca Records' Nashville division. There he would become one of the major players in developing the Nashville sound, where the original folksy mountain music was replaced with a more refined and professional sound. One simple point was the fiddle and banjo were no longer common. Margaret Owen sets a world typing speed record at 170 words per minute in 1918. This was a one-minute sprint. There are also records for endurance typing over a 50-minute period. The fastest speed ever recorded was 216 words per minute on an electric typewriter in 1946. This one also used an optimized keyboard layout. The common QWERTY layout was designed for early mechanical typewriters. A limited number of English words can be formed without moving off of home row, which consists of the keys A, S, D, F, G, J, K, L, comma, apostrophe. Warren G. Harding delivers the first speech by a sitting president against lynching, which was common in the South. The year is 1921. This seems simple, 
Blacks, who were the frequent victims, are human and as such should be afforded the same rights as others. But there is an idea, misplaced so it may be, that as society evolves, we need laws and court orders to adjust the norms. Take voting, for example. Early laws were along the lines of property owners could vote. Property owners were nearly always white males of age. If you want to add women, we think we need a women's right to vote. What we need is to adjust the laws defining property owners. This was the case of black rights. Rather than add blacks, strike the wording that excluded them. But laws are messy things, and changing them can create more issues. Ernest Hemingway's novel, For Whom the Bell Tolls, is published in 1940. Contemporary Christian artist Keith Green was born in 1953. Actress Carrie Fisher in 1955, she was barely out of her teens when she starred in the original Star Wars films. All of the Army's research and space-related activities are transferred to NASA in 1959. Just ahead of the height of the Vietnam War, nearly 100,000 war protesters besieged the Pentagon in 1967. The protest had begun across the Potomac at the Lincoln Memorial and, as planned, moved to the Pentagon. The idea had roots at UC Berkeley, which was a hotbed of counterculture thinking, and it would be hard to exclude it from the summer of love. Fred Dreyer of the Los Angeles Rams becomes the first player in NFL history to score two safeties in the same game. A safety counts for two points and occurs when an offensive player is tackled in their own end zone or an offensive foul is committed while in their end zone. The take-home point for non-football fans, the team with the ball is a full field away from a goal when something bad happens. The middle 70s were the days of the Big Red Machine. The defending champion Cincinnati Reds sweep the Yankees in four games to win the 1976 World Series. Catcher Johnny Bench is the series MVP. The meter is redefined in 1983. One year ago, Hollywood is rocked when a director is killed by gunfire on the set of Rust. There was a lot of finger pointing, but some very basic rules of gun safety were wantonly violated. Guns and gunfights are a frequent part of any production in Hollywood. TV cops will routinely fire multiple rounds in each week's episode, while a typical cop may never fire their weapon in action. While at the same time, the members of the Hollywood elite are frequent at the van of gun control promotion. Grossly hypocritical, but that is typical of Hollywood. The most basic question should be, why was live rounds anywhere near a film set? The idea of, we thought it was blank, is ludicrous. There should have been absolutely no doubt. Prop guns should never be loaded with live rounds. Any gun on set for protection or actual gun use should have been nowhere near the others. This is simple safety rules and thinking. Someone was criminally and grossly negligent. Alec Baldwin may have some liability, but the prop master and the set safety folks were equally liable. It's hard to believe there is not some industry standard discussing the issue. On a related note, many of the weapons you see in film and television are highly illegal for the average person to own without a ream of paperwork and process. That's history and comment for the 21st day of October. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.